Hello and welcome to the PSA HQ podcast channel and another episode in this special series helping to disseminate the research findings and the top 10 priorities for research from the James Lind Alliance Priority Setting Partnership for Psoriatic Arthritis. I'm Mal, your podcast host. In this episode, I'm speaking with Dr Elspeth Wise. We talk about her interests and why she decided to get involved in this project and hear about her experiences as a member of the steering committee. Hello, Elspeth. Thank you for joining me today. It's a pleasure. So we're going to talk a little bit about your role with the PSP, the James Lynn PSP for psoriatic arthritis, which I've already done a podcast on the background. But I wanted to try and understand people's experiences of joining it, joining in with this initiative and their motivations and what what they got out of it. So probably a good idea to just let you do a little bit of an introduction as to who you are first, if you don't mind. So my name's uh, Dr. Elspeth Wise. I'm a, a GP and I work in Tyne Dock in South Shields. I'm salaried. And I work two days a week in general practice and I do a day a week writing Health Pathways, which is um, it's a website for GPs in South Shields that has pathways on how to manage conditions. I have a, an interest in musculoskeletal conditions and I'm also a member of the primary care rheumatology and musculoskeletal medicine steering committee. So uh, I, that's kind of how I ended up getting linked through to this to this PSP. Uh, I thought there must be some links in there somewhere. And why psoriatic arthritis? Was that one that just particularly ticked a box for you in interests? Well, I've, I did a lot of rheumatology um, during kind of my years of training, and I, I did a, a research project with the rheumatology department at the Freeman Hospital. Um, so I do have a lot of, of links with rheumatology, and I ended up doing this PSP purely because I was asked to by well, Professor Philip Helliwell, and Philip has been really helpful to GPs uh, during his career. And you know, when he asked me, I was very happy to help. Oh, absolutely. And of course, Professor Halliwell is a member of Brit Pact um, and an expert in PSA. So, yeah, that all makes sense. Um, have you done anything like this before? I took part in, it was one of the osteoarthritis ones, which was, I think, related to surgery. Uh, but with that, again, I had difficulty making some of the meetings. So I ended up um, attending the very final meeting and it was fascinating just to have so many different people around a table talking about a subject and and seeing the different viewpoints yeah absolutely and so you joined the steering committee am I right that's right yes yeah, yeah. okay so what what did that entail for you because obviously you you talk about being you know really busy and you've got clinics to run so is that how did that work for you so when, when it initially started, we were, it was kind of at the beginning of lockdown and, and that tended to be all right for me. It was, the meetings were on a Wednesday um, by Zoom and initially with lockdown, things quietened down so I could, I could attend them. But by about the summer, we found in general practice that our workload just suddenly increased. And following that, I did struggle to make the meetings um, purely because of them being on the days when I'm, I'm in surgery and I just, you know, I'm, I'm working 12 hour days. I just don't have time to fit in a Zoom meeting in there. Yeah. Um, 
so I, I did miss a few, but I, I managed with part of the with part of being on the steering committee. We had some meetings outside the Wednesdays where we looked at the questions and we were we were trying to kind of split them into different themes. Um, and there were there were other meetings where we all met together and discussed the questions. So there were other ones that I could attend, but unfortunately I couldn't attend as as much as I'd have liked. Mm. So when you for the ones that you couldn't attend, were you, were you able to sort of pick up via email or something and contribute that way? Yeah, so you always get a, a summary of what's happened in the meeting. So you're aware of what's going on. And a, a lot of the time, the meetings were, were standalone meetings anyway. So it was quite easy to join in. Yeah, that makes sense. And I mean, was it nice working with a big, diverse team of people? You had all kinds of people there, didn't you? Sort of from experts to patients. Is that different for you? I have, I have kind of worked with, with experts before. I, I find working with patients in these type of situations much more interesting because you get a, a perception in your, in your GP surgery what you think is important for the patient. And then you discover in, in situations like this where people can talk more freely that perhaps your perception isn't correct. Mm. So it's, it's really interesting to hear kind of how people feel about their conditions and how it affects them. Yeah, because the, that makes sense because the, the way I understand it and what the others were saying in the, in the sort of background podcast was that um, all the decisions and all of the sort of the outcomes were collaborative and there was an equal balance of healthcare providers and patients so they were always discussed so every issue even though they're probably different from one side to the other always were kind of fairly discussed and reached a conclusion to bring out that final list yeah so there was we discussed it and always ensured that there was agreement really mm -hmm. and so I think you can hear the patient's voice, our, our, our patient participants' voice in there quite strongly. You, you do worry with some meetings where, where you've got people who are, are in different situations that sometimes one group or one person's voice might, might come across too loudly. But I think with this, I think we did represent everyone very well. Yeah, it, it sounded really good. And I'm going to do a podcast with one of the patient participants as well, which would be really interesting to sort of see their perspective as well, I think. What do you feel kind of like the, the key values that have come out of this, the, you know, the, the main benefits of doing something like this? I suppose there's, there's different benefits from this. There's, there's benefits to the research society as a whole. So they get a list of, of priorities that can help them direct their research or might inform their research as to where, where to progress. But that there is also, there's, there's benefits to the people taking part because you do get to interact with other people. So I, as a GP, get to interact with specialists in, in dermatology and, and rheumatology. Um, we also get to interact with the patients. So it's, it's quite, it's a learning curve as well. So there's so many benefits from taking part in, in, a, in a group like this. So you'd recommend it to, to other GPs and other well, any, anybody really, sort of from a patient perspective, to get involved yeah, in something like this. Definitely, I think. I think from a patient perspective, you you probably understand. You get a bit of a better understanding of where the professionals are coming from. Mm. Um, 
and it, it was quite interesting. And one of the things that stood out for me was that fatigue was was really identified as being a big problem by the patients. And that's something that we don't really have many options for. And so I have to I have to admit that I might tend to well I might tend to focus on other problems that I can help rather than mm. fatigue. I know I haven't got a huge amount to do to help with the fatigue, but it, it was it was so interesting to hear them say, well, but no, actually, you know, I, I can cope with the pain. It's the fatigue. And it, it just made you think again and think, oh, crikey, you know, having having had COVID and having been fatigued with COVID, I mean, I was lucky I, I got over it, but you, you can appreciate, gosh, you know, it must be horrendous to feel just worn out. Mm. It's not like just being tired. It's definitely something that just wipes you out. So, I mean, that's really good yeah. if you've learned something and taken something away from it as well. I know you said, you know, you can't, difficult to medicate for fatigue but I know there's lots of help can be gained from people like occupational therapists who can help with you know pacing tactics and things like that yeah yeah yeah, it is is a big thing I think it just it just gives you that bit more empathy I think you know when 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 you realize that actually maybe that's more the problem and and me kind of thinking right well what painkillers can I give you or or, right let's get you through to the rheumatologist because your your psoriatic arthritis isn't quite as well controlled as we'd like you know it it just makes you stop and think again when, when you think actually okay maybe I don't need to deal with that today maybe it's the fatigue I need to look at mm. Mm, no, that's, that's really good. And it is a it is a common thing. You do hear people saying quite often the fatigue is worse than the pain, um, you know, depending on what kind of flare you're having. And yeah, that's really good if you've, if you've learned stuff from it as well. Well, brilliant. Thanks ever so much for coming on and sharing your experience. I think it's really interesting to, to share what happened and how you sort of felt you participated. I mean, from your perspective, it's still a, quite a bumpy time as well, wasn't it? Yeah, it's it, it's been it's been a an odd couple of years, but it's uh, it's it's lovely to do meetings like this, and not always worthwhile. Brilliant! Thanks ever so much, Elspeth. Thanks for talking to me. Thank you. Bye bye. Bye. Many thanks to Elspeth for taking a moment to come onto the podcast and share her experience of being part of the James Lind Alliance Priority Setting Partnership for Psoriatic Arthritis as a GP and a medical expert on the steering committee. It's always good to hear how these sorts of experiences can enlighten and inform everyone who takes part. Please do check out the links in the show notes and I want to say thank you to Britpat for sponsorship of this podcast and in fact the whole series relating to the James Lind Project. If you would like to sponsor a future episode of the PSA HQ podcast, please do get in touch. All my links are in the show notes too, or you can simply search for PSA HQ online. I do hope you'll join me again.